independent thought, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Are we or aren't we in a recession? Depends on who you talk to, right? Some people think we are. Some people think we're not. Some people will wait until the final moment to hear from groups of people that have looked at this time and time again. It said, uh, you know, for that time that we looked at this the other 10 times or four, 11 times or four. Yeah. Well, we've always said that, that we were in a recession based on these things because everything else follows. Eh, I bet we feel like we're in a recession. Oh, Chad, that's not true. You're all doom and gloom. I'm not. I've said this over and over again. I don't think this is going to be as bad as some people are predicting. And I also don't think it's going to be as soft as some people are predicting. Right? And remember, it's a, it, it is Monday morning quarterbacking, looking back and going, oh, this is a recession. I'm looking at the... We're not in anything we've ever seen before. We just don't have the job loss we've had other places. Because we had massive job loss during a bizarre pandemic created by the Chinese. Uh, and probably Fauci. And, uh, Chad, I don't think that's true. Mm, might not be, but still, we've never seen anything like this before. We haven't. We haven't. We printed gobs of cash. Stuff, forget that either. Well, we've never had anything like this before because, if you know, people still have money to spend because you gave them gobs of cash. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, there's always that, too. So are we, aren't we? That's the big question. I think we're in one, but I don't think it's what everybody thinks it's going to be. And remember, they're like snowflakes. They melt, and they're whiny, and not all of them are like. It's almost like a buzzword now. Uh, recession. recession. Are we? Well, recession? I mean, look, we don't know. Typically, if GDP falls for a second quarter in a row, that could signal a looming recession. We're not going to be in a recession. That's not the technical definition. And so for the White House to be, you know, they've been in denial about inflation and now they're in denial about the recession. What did you think you got wrong? Partly it's that there's stuff that nobody saw coming. I'm not going to define it from here. I'm but in no respect has President Biden hurt the American people more than in their pocketbooks. Today, the FOMC raised its policy interest rate by three quarters of a percentage point. Two negative quarters of GDP growth is not the technical definition of recession. Clean energy transition. It is long overdue and it can't progress fast enough. The administration seems to be wanting to spike the football because gas prices have dropped under five dollars a gallon. At the end of the day, you and I know it's about how you feel. Do you have money in your wallet? Are you buttoning up your pocketbook? Folks are not feeling good. But I don't think we're going to, uh, God willing, I don't think we're going to see a recession. Yeah, there you go. That kind of sums it up over the last week or so. Yes, no, maybe. Uh, the reality is it depends on who you ask, and a lot of it depends on how people feel. Right? So uh, Paul Krugman, uh, you know, guy, smart guy, really very, very, very intelligent guy. Maybe doesn't understand, I think, a lot of the day-to-day -day life of a lot of people. And I'm going to say that, not being mean. I'm just saying, I think, you know, he missed it on inflation. This guy is an economist. This guy's a Nobel economist, right? And uh, was on Brian Stelter's show because apparently he's still got a show. <laughs> is he not just pretending? Does he have a public access? No, they still gave him a show on, C on CNN. Really? Can we dispense with the recession debate real quick? Are we in a recession, and does the term matter? Uh, no, we aren't, and no, it doesn't. One uh, sentence. That was it, huh? <laughs> that was it. Uh, none of the usual criteria that real experts use 
says that we're in a recession right now. The state of the economy is what it is. Uh, jobs are abundant, although maybe the job market is weakening. Inflation is high, though maybe inflation is coming down. What does it matter whether you use the R word or not? I don't think you should use the R word. You're going to get in trouble. So uh, it depends on who you ask, right? You go over to old uh, the dictionary, right, which, as we know, can change. We'll get on to that a little bit later. Uh, but a uh, period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activities are reduced, generally identifying by a fall in the GDP into successive quarters. Uh, that's not good in it. Well, the experts. Okay. The experts, again, uh, I think are 10 for 10 when this has happened and they start going and looking at everything. They start saying, eh, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're in some sort of, 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 of recession, some sort. Now. I'm going to say this. It's not all Biden's fault. I know a lot of you want it to be all of Biden's fault. It is on his watch. The Fed should have been raising rates inch by inch over the last, mm, I would say, probably 36 months. They should have slowly been taking some of the temperature off. And then, of course, we had COVID, which was not Biden's fault, was not Trump's fault. The reality is it's the Chinese fault. And in saying that, that throws a weird, you know, dynamics into all of this. I've never seen anything as bad as this. The uh, the determination of a lot of people to say it's a recession is above and beyond anything I've ever seen. What do you think is driving that? Just partisanship and polarization oh. getting worse and worse every year and thus this? Yeah, it's partisanship. People want it. It's, it's the Biden recession. They, they want their Biden recession. They're going to have it, never mind the fact that, uh, you know, that it in fact is not a recession in any technical sense. Okay, okay. It's not. It's not a recession. It's none of those things. Uh, Neil Cavuto had former uh, Cavuto had former Obama economist on talking about, you know, is this or isn't this a recession? Yes, no. Again, the whole thought process of this is is we're, it's it's semantics at this point. But it's funny watching. Oh, it's all partisanship. Look, I've heard a lot of people in the left over the last. I'd say seven days, eight days, trying to do some covering up. But I also heard a lot of them going, yeah, this is technically a recession. You can spend it how you want to spend it. There's obviously inflation. Inflation is not a recession. Inflation makes people upset. Consumer confidence has been quite low since there's been inflation, since gas prices were higher. That doesn't mean that we should call it a recession. I think the well, what is your Whether definition of recession? That, when you were in the Obama administration, what did you look at? I don't look to come up with the phrase, is that a recession or not a recession? Correct. Because you knew it was. You knew when you came into office, no, it was a recession. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't have to. Remember, you don't know you're in a recession until you're in a recession. It's not like you forecast it and see it coming. Some people do. The experts, they look back and then tell you, okay, we've looked back and we now say that you're in a recession. But you're Monday morning quarterbacking it. It's a much different thing when you're going out, and, and that's the difference between private business and public business, right? The guys and gals who make tons of money looking forward saying, this is what I think is going to happen, well, they're, they're forecasting in the future, and they're, this is replaying what's took place. But he continues. It's not tone deaf, but where I think they are running a risk with their language 
is the Fed is raising rates as fast as they've ever raised them. And if you look at the 14 recessions since World War II, by far the most common cause of actual recessions is the Fed raising interest rates faster than the economy can handle. We might very well be in a recession soon. And then everything that they're saying now about the first three or six months of this year are going to just look completely out of time and and out of touch. Yeah. And that's just it. Rather than trying to define it, rather than trying to argue about it, rather than trying to argue around it, embrace where we're at, talk about how we're going to get through it. That's it. You face up to what's going on. This administration doesn't want to do that. The media is, by the way, I I watched a lot over the weekend. The media wasn't holding back. All the talking heads who are died in the wool Democrats, they're out there and they're just, they're just, yes, yes, yes. But the reality is a lot of the media is not holding back. They're asking serious questions for a change because they're looking around going, yeah, this, you guys are spinning it all day trying to walk yourself in and out and talk yourself out of what this may or may not be rather than going, look, we're definitely in an economic slowdown and downturn. There's a reason for that. We supercharged the economy. We overdid it with the the money. We handed a ton of it out. We had supply chain issues. We're going to have to circumvent this in a way we've never had to do before because of the pandemic, because of the lockdowns, because of the supply chains. But instead, it's um, it's maybe cotton. Kids, I have some bad news for you. Santa's not coming this year because Sleepy Joe ruined the economy. Worse yet. He's denying he did it. Earlier today, we learned the GDP went negative for the second consecutive quarter. This means, drumroll please, we are now technically in a recession. According to the federal bean counters, the economy shrank by 0.9% in Q2 after shrinking 1.6% in the first quarter. But because every day is opposite day in this White House, President Biden is somehow still claiming we're not in a recession, guys. Yeah, fingers in his ears. La, 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 la. That doesn't sound like a recession to me. Uh, 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson show is your Twitter tweet at us text the program speaking of Biden guess what he's got COVID again I uh for whatever thing this this uh, uh the benefits as they talk about with the Paxlovid essentially what you can imagine or the way that I think of it is that Paxlovid is suppressing that viral replication allowing your body to develop those protective antibodies and other important parts of your immune system to protect you and provide uh safety so that you don't progress to severe disease so you get the shot that's not a vaccine but a shot that then does the same thing that Paxlovid is supposed to do after you get it. And then a lot of people who take this then test positive again. But, I mean, here's the reality of it, is is most people are testing positive for it uh, with virtually zero, if any, symptoms whatsoever. I will say this. I was telling Anthony before the show today, a couple of my producers last night got the uh, big uh, text message uh, that uh, tested positive for COVID, some of them. I'm like, oh, my God. So I did my uh, test last night because we had a bunch of them laying around because they're so awesome and they work so well. And lo and behold, I'm fine. <laughs> Everybody's like, why aren't you getting Because like, I don't see people and I don't hang out people. My mother raised me in dirt. 
That's why. So, uh, no, but I talked to uh, uh, one producer, Steve, who was the first one to get it. He said hey, he had a fever for the first night. It was kind of a, it was just annoyance, and he's fine now. But he's, you know, it's got a big week here. got a big election. You know, uh, the country's paying a lot of attention to this first round of primaries here, in particular uh, in in Arizona, because of what's going on with, you know, Trump and Pence squaring off again with their candidates. And it's a big week to miss. And, uh, you know, the other one's testing again today, but he didn't feel good. And uh, luckily I was out Friday, so I should be good to go. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. I do. Oh, my goodness. Hello, Fresh. I ate Fresh again this weekend. A little Mexican, spicy Mexican food to make me feel good. Indeed, the kids love it. I talk about this, but part of the whole thing with HelloFresh is being able to make it for yourself, and it is incredible. So what you get is market fresh food. It's a limited-time taste of summer. Tons of amazing recipes, 55 different choices every week. You can pick everything from your app. So you get it how you want it, if you will, delivered right to you. Tons of complimentary sides, desserts, all of those things. And the beauty of it is how fresh it is. Well, it's so fresh. Less than a week to go from farm to table. And that's amazing. And I love the portion size. But also the making of it is incredible. So it's simple and easy. You take it out and you're like, oh, look at it. It's very easy. Right? It's got the little card on it. Tells you how to make the meal. Tells you how to make the meal. And you make the meal. And usually within 20, 30 minutes, I've devoured it. And the kids like it because they really think they're chefs. They do. And they start messing with the food, like making it look like they want to draw something on it, like the chefs do in those shishi restaurants. The food is delicious. You will love it. And it is going to save you money as well. 16 free meals right now across seven boxes plus three free gifts. How do you get it? HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. Get those 16 free meals across seven boxes plus three free gifts right now. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. Chad Benson Show. If you like talk radio like Chad Benson likes his meals, you've come to the perfect place for takeout. How big the Mega Millions jackpot is now. We, of course, are all dreaming of what we do with that jackpot. Pay off my house and travel. I'm not sure. (laughs) I personally would make donations to charities first because that's really important to me. Um, And then I just vacation and chill. Pay off uh, all my family's houses and debts. I would invest the majority of it. Well, I probably would disappear for a year, you know, I'm, I, and then uh, prior to that, I'll have one big party. Warren, Warren Buffett and other people say give away your wealth because money destroys people. So, you know, certain people I love, I give them a million or something, but for the most part, I'm going to give it all away. He's going to give it all away. Everybody says that, right? So if you won $780 or whatever the guy or gal won over the weekend, uh, the family that won, it, you're giving it all away? Well, you're going to give a lot of it, about $250 million, give or take, uh, to taxes. Uh, and then what? Does it even make you happier? On average, 70% of people that win the lottery are broke within the three to five years. 70% of people are broke within three to five years. And 50% of those people say that their life is actually worse after winning the lottery. 
So 70% go broke, and out of that, 35%. So 50%. It's the lives worse now. Yeah, you got to look, if you don't have money, if you're rich and you win the lottery, it's a super bonus, right? If you're poor and you've won the lottery, you probably don't know how to handle money. And so what would you do with it all? Well, they just, people don't know what to do with it. So uh, you've got, everybody laughs at me, but we've all got bug out plans. People who understand, like, okay, this is what you do. This is how you go about doing it. You got to go. You get. You have attorneys hired. You have all of the stuff who's going to come and handle a lot of this stuff for you. I don't want any part of it other than this is what I'm going to do. I'm taking X amount of dollars and boom, fun money, whatever that is. Uh, but I love I'm giving all of it away. Would you really? You want $700 million. You're going to give every penny away. Every penny. Well, I may keep a few dollars for myself. You may. Not saying you wouldn't give a lot of it away. I'm just saying. You know. I wouldn't announce it. I wouldn't. And again, you got to keep quiet about it. Otherwise, people are coming. You're going to find cousins that are third cousins, twice removed, that have a great idea for something completely stupid. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. It is the Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. That's me, you are you. You know, last week, uh, with all the insanity going on, all the fighting, the arguing, uh, is it a recession or isn't a recession, something quiet happened. A bill got passed, a rather large bill that apparently is going to fix everything. It's an inflation bill, that's what they call it. It's really a climate bill, but like anything, you, what do you do? You you package the the name in such a way that you can go, all right, here's the deal. This thing's going to be awesome, uh, but uh, it's going to be great for all the climate people. We're going to have lots of tax incentives, and, and uh, we're going to need to get Manchin on it. Uh, so we're going to have to give him something. Know this, right? Joe Manchin got something. You don't see somebody who is not on board suddenly get on board somewhere without getting paid. Now, I'm not talking directly about him. I'm talking about the bill itself. Somewhere in there, there's goodies galore. But it's supposed to be an inflation bill, but most economists says, eh, not really going to help inflation. Maybe a smidge in the peripheral, like the faraway portions. But as far as fighting inflation as we know it, nah, it's not 
not really going to do it. The so-called Inflation Reduction Act includes provisions for Medicare to negotiate prescription drug prices, sets corporate minimum tax at 15 percent, and makes historic investments in clean energy. Senator Joe Manchin, whose surprise deal with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer revived the legislation, telling ABC News the bill is about investing in America. This is all about fighting inflation and the high cost of energy. Republicans, however, are skeptical about what the major legislation could do. GOP Senator Pat Toomey on CNN calling the bill a disaster. It's going to make inflation worse. It's not going to do any good. Now, is it going to make inflation worse? Is that a possibility? Of course it's a possibility because they're spending money. And as we all know, when you spend money, there's a chance that inflation could get worse because how is inflation created? Anybody? That's correct. They print money. Right, Milton Friedman said it best, right? Say, you and I can't do it. Producers of goods can't do it. Unions can't do it. The only place where inflation is truly created is where? It is in D.C. Why? Because they have the power to print money. But this is going to drive down inflation. So we keep hearing. Well, here's the tax foundation. Uh, They say the proposed 15% minimum tax on corporate book income is the most economically damaging provision in the bill, reducing GDP by 0.1%, costing about 27,000 jobs. Here's Americans for tax reform on the energy portion. The legislation would impose a regressive tax on oil and gas development based upon emission levels of methane during production, leading to higher energy bills for consumers and higher costs of everyday products. Are they wrong? We've worked with all those industries all the way through this piece of legislation on my side. All of my staff did. And when they're talking about the things they're talking about, that's not true at all. That's not true at all. So they're lying. Somebody's lying. Look, across the board, you never know what these things look like at the end of the day until they're actually put into play. The problem I always have with some of this stuff is they put it in play, and in putting it play, and they throw it out there, If it goes south and it doesn't work, they never pull it back. They just throw more money at it or exist or or feel like it doesn't exist, right? We're going to allow it to exist, but we're going to ignore it even if it does harm. And then it takes another group of people coming in who are finally so fed up with this group of people that they're able to do this. But then usually it's one thing, as we all know, you get done. Now, one thing in here that is good is... Medication, prescription. It has big items that Democrats have fought for a long time. One of the biggest, I mean, I've been covering Congress a long time, and from all that time I can remember, Democrats have been fighting to let Medicare negotiate the price of prescription drugs. This has the potential to pass on major savings to a lot of seniors, and it caps their out-of-pocket costs for drugs at $2,000. That's really big, too, for a lot of seniors on fixed incomes. Absolutely. Right. And we should have doing this a long time. We pay for the world's prescription. You want to know how so much of the world has free health care and they have all this stuff. It's because we, in some cases, protect their ass from a lot of stuff. Canada doesn't really have to have a major military presence anywhere because, well, you know, they're our top hat. But we also pay retail plus. Well, everybody else isn't paying that. Right? They're paying cost and a little. So I think this is a good idea. But you're going to have to sit and wait. Will it look good? I don't know. Remember, everybody out there can find an economist, 
a scientist. I mean, you can go around and around that will push something into your favor, that will throw something out there that, that, that makes it look like things are rocking and rolling for you and what you want. It doesn't mean that that's real. It's just this is where we are. So you don't know what a lot of this looks like until it's in play. The question outside of this is, can they get Kirsten Cinema on this? That's a big one. That is a very big one. Because that means they'd blow up the filibuster, which means what? More extremes. Because the next group of people that come in, which more than likely is going to be the Republicans, and if you don't think that's true, at least in the world of the House, uh, the Senate, again, there's only 100 seats, so it's going to be much closer. But the House, they're predicting a uh, on the low end, 230-ish? That's a that's 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 an ass woman. That is. And that's a big, big deal. But right now they're predicting two hundred and thirty seats in the House. That would put the Republicans solidly in charge. They would win sixteen cents and the ballot the balance of power would go over to the Republicans. So remember you only need two hundred and eighteen. So it'd be twelve seats ahead. And the Democrats, but 205 seats. So it's be very interesting to see if that's true. And as far as the Senate goes, it's a toss-up. Do I think the, there's a chance that the Republicans don't retain power? Yeah, I think there is a bit of a chance of that. Do I think it's likely? I, I mean, they don't gain power. I I, I don't know because there's these. The Senate to me is always it's it's a little bit more of a, of a crapshoot. And the way that the Democrats have done this and going out and, quote-unquote, helping them vote for the worst by getting some people through in Senate, uh, you know, in, through their primaries that they feel that they can defeat, that is, that's an odd thing. Uh, even some Republic- Democrats are like, what are we doing? What are we doing? And by the way, what do you do? Your assumption is if you get person A through who's, you know, full MAGA, Full election was stolen. That's all they talk about. That somehow during the 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 general that you're going to walk to victory, no, that might bite you in the ass. And I have a feeling it's going to in a couple places. I really do. So we shall see. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. Remember the slap heard round the world. You guys remember that? Because can't be all doom and gloom today. We gotta we gotta talk about other stuff, right? I mean, we've got all kinds of stories coming up today. Cause I mean, we have a Batman story that will make you just think, yeah, what the hell is going on? But we're gonna talk about the slap heard around the world because finally Will Smith is speaking. Finally, he's saying something. What is he saying? Has he screwed his career up for good? Is there a place in people's hearts for forgiveness? Ooh, that's a good question. We're going to talk about that because somebody else is facing something that was quite public, but it shows you a few things. If you have talent and money, and your talent isn't talent of a bygone era, 
but it's the talent of today. You, you, you can get away with a lot. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. We'll talk about that. And uh, what is uh, what is Chris Rock call him now? Suge? Suge Smith? After Suge Knight? <laughs> For what happened that day? Oh, my Lord. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. See my dog, Doodle, uh, all the time. In fact, talking to, to the founder of Rough Greens later on this week. And, and uh, you know, this is a guy who's done so much in his life. And naturopathic doctor and, you know, uh, Dr. Black, who was just, I mean, again, helicopter pilot in the Vietnam era. It's an Airborne Ranger Green Beret, awarded Distinguished Medal, uh, Service Medal. I mean, this guy's done a ton. And in all of those things, though, the fact that he was raised with dogs and loved dogs, this is why he did this. So he goes and puts this amazing thing together, and I look at my dogs, and I think to myself, they're happy and healthy. All because a guy wanted to do something right for dogs. He has a passion for animals. 20 essential vitamins and minerals, 20 digestive enzymes, tons of antioxidants, powerful probiotics, omega-3, 6, 9, uh, just 100% natural. You just spread it on top of your dog's food, and your dog may have low energy, poor digestion, itching, scratching, I mean, hyperactivity, I mean, all of these things, achy joints and, and muscle pains. That was Doodle. It's changed his life, and I'm telling you guys right now, it is going to do something amazing for you. Right now, you get a free Jumpstart trial bag. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash chad. That's roughgreens.com slash chad. Don't even change your dog's food. Just a small scoop of this, and away it goes. Roughgreens.com slash chad. Get your free bag now. Just cover the cost of shipping. Roughgreens.com slash chad. Chad Benson Show. Podcasts are American as hot dogs, apple pie, football, and sushi. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, my goodness. No. Okay, maybe not sushi. Next time you have a craving for something sweet and tangy, download a Chad Benson Show podcast. Good boy. That is good. It's different because you get a little bit of saltiness. It's so good because it's sweet and salty at the same time. Get a taste on iTunes, iHeart, or Spotify and binge to your ear's content. Oh, yeah. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Why didn't you apologize to Chris in your acceptance speech? I was fogged out by that point. It's all fuzzy. I've reached out to Chris. The message that came back is that uh, he's not ready to talk. And when he is, he will reach out. So I will say to you, Chris, I apologize. My behavior was unacceptable and i'm here whenever you're ready to talk yeah yeah that's will smith of course you guys remember the slap heard round the world uh i don't think chris and him are gonna be pals i mean i never say never but the reality is simply this i don't think chris wants anything to do with this anymore he's done with it he's gonna use it as material he's gonna rock it uh and let the chips fall where they may i don't think he's that kind of cat this is this is probably irreparable. I spent the last three months replaying, understanding the nuances and and the complexities of what happened in in that moment. There is no part of me that thinks that was the right way to behave in that moment. There's no part of me that thinks that's the optimal way to handle 
a feeling of disrespect or or insults. Yeah, but that's the way you did it. And look, do I think it's beyond irreparable damage as far as his career? No, I don't. I mean, that's just the dumbest thing in the world. He slapped another dude for insulting his wife. If it happened at a bar, people go, oh, just get over it. But the problem was is you ruined everybody else's night. And everybody else tonight who should be partying and celebrating will. Disappointing people is my central trauma. I hate when I let people down. I am deeply remorseful and I'm trying to be remorseful without being ashamed of myself. Right. I'm human and I made a mistake and I'm trying not to think of myself as a piece of shit. I don't think you are. I think you're a dude who was pissed and angry and you got up and you did something and you're going through a bizarre situation with your wife. And uh, again, I don't think it was the worst thing we've ever seen. You know, I mean, Alec Baldwin's probably going to get another gig and look at that guy. I mean, honestly, just be honest about that guy. Many times we've seen now this right here. I mean, Sean Penn. Sean Penn, well, the difference is, is you, you did it to your own, and you did it on their night. I know it was confusing. I know it was shocking, um, but I promise you I am uh, deeply devoted and committed to putting light and love and joy into the world. And, you know, if you, if you hang on, I promise we'll be able to be friends again. Now, if I'm a young filmmaker and I've got a semi-okay budget, a decent script, now is the time to get yourself a megastar to try to come back into the fold. <laughs> On the cheap. On the cheap. And he ruined his night, too, by the way, because remember, he won an Oscar. So you ruined your night. Hey, is that your Oscar? Yeah, is that the one where you slapped uh, uh, Chris Rock, who calls him Suge? Suge Smith now, based on Suge Knight? Is there forgiveness? Well, yeah. I always think there's room for forgiveness. And again, it depends on your talent. Case in point, the NFL today handed down Deshaun Watson. What will he get for all of the bizarre masseuse thingies that went on? Some God knows how many women came out against him. But uh, signed that fat contract in Cleveland after being traded, and I believe a good portion of that money will be going to some ladies. Sue L. Robinson, the retired federal judge, handed down her decision, and Deshaun Watson has been suspended for six games. Obviously, she ruled that he violated the personal conduct policy. She will not fine him in this particular case. Yeah, six games. Six games. Now we got $136 million. Uh, with the uh, Houston Texans. And then when he got traded, he signed that new five-year contract, $230 million with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he got a $45 million signing bonus. Uh, I have a feeling that a good portion of that is spoken for. <laughs> so, yeah. So if you've got talent, you can, uh, you can apparently do uh, all kinds of things. Looking at the evidence from four women, the best four cases that the NFL could present in terms of text messages and evidence, 
the judge has decided that it is six games violating the personal conduct policy. It's six games. So they looked at the four best. And I think it was up to 30 women who came to give him a massage and he exposed himself. And uh, do I think all of them that way? I don't know. But were there a lot that seemed to be that way? Yes, indeed. So uh, settled. All of them, I'm sure, got anywhere between probably 50 to who knows how much. But there was text messages, all kinds of things. So maybe they suspend Will Smith for like the next three movies. If you got talent and you've got money, there's a lot of things you can, quote-unquote, get away with. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text said program, Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Hello, happy Monday. Hope all is well with you in this most festive days. Are we or aren't we, saith the Lord, in a recession? Does it matter? It's a very fair question. Or is uh, Mrs. Yellen, Secretary Treasury? say well we've moved into a different place uh, here this is uh, a different portion of earth this is recovery president biden has said we've entered a new phase in our recovery focused on achieving steady stable growth without sacrificing the gains of the last 18 months what so now we're in a recovery does it matter it's a very fair question to ask because really doesn't when you think about it i mean you know first of all everybody's just harboring a guess you know look if if you feel that things aren't going the way that you want them to be if you feel like you're struggling if you feel like you're struggling things aren't going the way you want them to be if you feel nervous that you may be losing your job in the future or there may be cutbacks or you may lose hours or they may ask you to take a a, a reduction in pay or blah 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 you, 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 it doesn't matter what you label it right everybody can be living their best lives which according to paul krugman the nobel economist said uh, it's going on right now. Everybody can be living their best lives, but if that's happening to you right now, your life sucks, right? And if we are in a recession and you just got a pay raise and your business is booming, you're not feeling it. Well, where are we? Fair. Fair. You know, kind of it bleeds, it leads, but this time in economic data, uh, the negatives get all of the attention. The press should be giving people, people have their own personal experience. If you ask people, how are you doing? Uh, they they're pretty they're pretty uh, upbeat. If you ask people how's your financial situation, it's pretty favorable. If you ask them how's the economy, they say oh it's terrible, and that's that's a media failing. Somehow we're failing to convey the realities of what's going on to people. Really, really, you're you're, you're somehow I don't know how the media does that, right, right. White guy shoots up a place and it's twenty four seven news coverage for umpteen days. 
Unless, of course, his Facebook had something like, I only like Bernie Sanders, and I'm doing this because I hate Republicans and won't hear a word of it. If, 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 you know, and then Fox would play that all the time, right? And and if a, and if a black guy shoots up a place and it was, you know, for whatever reason, you, you won't see the media cover it because that's because the media is all about the game, right? And the media would cover that portion of it if it said, oh, I, I hate Democrats and I want to shoot them all. They would cover the hell out of that then. They'd be like, ah, oh, well, you know, it's this is part of the new, the new white supremacy is getting black people to do their bidding, and so they come up with some crap because it's narrative. And the fact is, you can't ignore the fact that inflation is biting people in the ass. They're not thrilled by the fact that they're paying a ton of money for all kinds of stuff uh, at all. Who is? Who's walking around going, you know, this is very exciting. I'm super excited that I'm paying, you know, a dollar sixty more than I did last year for gas. And that uh, every time I go to the grocery store, and I love the, well, inflation's only up 10%. Compound that, like interest, right? Sure, it's up 10%, or 85 or 12.4, depending on where you live in the country. But uh, let's round it up, just say 10, right? Round it down for some, round it up for others, say 10. That's not 10%. You buy $100 in groceries, now 110 bucks. It's now you bought $100 in groceries, right? But that 100 Dollars translate to 150 or 60 bucks, and that hundred dollars of groceries really $75 in actual groceries. People aren't thrilled by that. They're not. So it's a weird time. Let's just throw that out there. Odd and weird. But the whole recession or non-recession, it's a it's a moot point. And they're gonna play the game because they always do. It's almost like a buzzword now. Uh, recession. recession. Are we? Well, recession? I mean, look, we don't know. Typically, if GDP falls for a second quarter in a row, that could signal a looming recession. We're not going to be in a recession. That's not the technical definition. And so for the White House to be, you know, they've been in denial about inflation and now they're in denial about the recession. What did you think you got wrong? Partly it's that there's stuff that nobody saw coming. I'm not going to define it from here. I'm- but in no respect has President Biden hurt the American people more than in their pocketbooks. Today, the FOMC raised its policy interest rate by three quarters of a percentage point. Two negative quarters of GDP growth is not the technical definition of recession. Clean energy transition. It is long overdue and it can't progress fast enough. The administration seems to be wanting to spike the football because gas prices have dropped under $5 a gallon. At the end of the day, you and I know it's about how you feel. Do you have money in your wallet? Are you buttoning up your pocketbook? Folks are not feeling good. But I don't think we're going to, uh, God willing, I don't think we're going to see a recession. God willing. I don't know. Are we going to see one? You don't know until you're in one. Is it a recovery? Is it a recession? It's odd. That's the best. I'll, I'll, I'll give it this. It's odd. Is it a recession as we would know one? Yeah. Is the economy stupid? Absolutely. Do we have jobs available? Yes. Is there a reason for that? Well, you talk to a lot of economists, and I threw it out to several of them last week, and they're like, that's a really good observation. I'm like, you know what? I'm not just a pretty face. It's on the radio because I shouldn't be on TV. It is the fact that our co- recovery wasn't a full recovery after the free money went away. People figured out how to gig together several little jobs to make up for a loss of their income if they were to leave their jobs but have quality of life. Uh, kind of scenario going on. Some people decided they could stay at home 
and work part time and 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 save money on gas and everything else and after school. So the, we didn't get the same amount of people coming back. So when when companies open up after COVID, not everybody came back. And if full employment during an average or slow time is 75% of your staff or 80% of your staff, and you only got 70% of your staff to come back, well, guess what? It's hard to have a bunch of people lose their gigs when they didn't come back. A lot of places overhire during good times, forecasting. They're going to, you know, some people are going to shed their jobs. Some people are going to, you know, ah, I'm just, I don't need this. I'm leaving. I found something else. I'm going to go somewhere else that's full time. And so what ends up happening is you kind of, you know, you go to like, uh, I only need 100, but I got 106. And, you know, people working. And right now there's enough work to handle that. But things are eventually going to normalize and we'll get down to like 95 workers is all I need. And then those people will go. And then if things take a turn for the worse, maybe it drops down to, I only need 80. Well, if you only have 75 and you still have 106 people you could use, uh, you may be hiring for a few more, but the reality is you're not firing a bunch of people because you didn't have a bunch of people to fire. Now, can that change? Yes. That's why we've talked to economists after economists here. We've said it over and over again. They're, 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 not, they're hiring for today's need, not for the future's expectations. And that's going to be more telling come, you know, we're, we're in August, by the way. For those of you not keeping score, I woke up today and go, sweet mother of God, how did we get here? Well, we went through July, and then we landed here. If you look out, come September, like the latter portion of this month, early into September, if they don't start hiring seasonally the way that we're, we're used to seeing, then you're going to know there's some stuff that people are worried about. And I'm talking about big business because a lot of times people go out and they get jobs this time of year, seasonal jobs pick up because they're expecting people spending money. Well, they're spending money, but the difference is we're not getting as much and we're not spending on it, quote unquote, the disposable stuff that drove this economy. We shall see. It's going to be very interesting moving forward. Uh, but if, I think if I asked, you know, again, 100 people, I'm going to get 100 different answers from all kinds of people about the economy, inflation, all of these. We're going to get 100 different answers, and and 70% might feel uneasy or a little worried, uh, you know, just feel like things aren't going in the right direction. They can't put their finger on it, but they're feeling it. And remember, it's so much of it is about the belief. That's why consumer confidence is so important. If you believe it to be so, it's a good chance it is. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. By the way, Biden's got COVID. He will survive. That's what I have heard. Uh, he got Paxlovid or Paxlovid or whatever the hell you want to call it. And uh, he relapsed. Essentially, what you, does it mean he fell off the wagon? Essentially, what you can imagine, or the way that I think of it, is that Paxlovid is suppressing that viral replication, allowing your body to develop those protective antibodies and other important parts of your immune system to protect you and provide uh, safety so that you don't progress to severe disease. Yeah. 
die. What? What? Yeah, yeah. So, so the shot does the same thing, and Paxlovid is like a second version of the shot that's a pill, and people are asking questions. Oh, that's fine. But why is it that you go and you get the shot, and it's really not the vaccine that you thought it was going to be because it was sold to us as a vaccine, when in reality it's just a flu shot, right? The flu shot, you go and you get it. There's a chance you could get the flu. If you get the flu, though, most of the symptoms and all the bad things that can happen are completely mitigated. They're negligible uh, for, for just about everybody. And then what happens is, you get that. Then if you get sick, you get, you know, where they have like TheraFlu and they have a few of those other things you could take and boom, you move on with your life. But you don't get the flu like a week later. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like you you get this, then you take it, right? So you get the shot and you finally end up catching it. You know, he's got four shots. I don't even know how many. He's got four or five shots. They've, they've embalmed him with this stuff. Then he, everybody around him's tested. Then he gets it. Then he takes Paxlovid, and he's, I tested negative, and he makes more fun of Trump over it, and then he gets back out there, and then he takes positive again. It does not instill confidence. That's what I'm saying, people. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter little what's trending straight ahead. Talk a bit about that. Plus a story of money, favors, and Batman. You heard me say Batman. And what's a breastful? Oh, that's right. There was a breastful that took place. I want to know what that is. It's like Booba Palooza. <laughs> Chad. Uh, per cow. Best sheets around. My good buddies over there at my pillow. Uh, look, you know how amazing their pillows are. Everything's made here in the United States. It's incredible. So they've imported this amazing, incredible stuff, right? This that the, the, they put together to make this amazing bed sheet. Normally it's 90 bucks. Right now, 39.98. 250 thread count, machine washable, easy care, durable, built to last, breathable, cool, crispy, amazing. Tons of styles, tons of colors, and you're saving huge. 60 money back guarantee. So what I want you to do, try this out for yourself. They are durable. They're built to last. They're amazing. We have them on our bed now. So we got some uh, about a week ago, uh, and it is just awesome. Go to MyPillow.com slash Benson. It's MyPillow.com slash Benson. They're called 800-983-4975. Only $40 right now. Take advantage of this in the buy one, get one sale on MyPillow's towels and everything else you can think of. Go to MyPillow.com slash Benson. They're called 800-983-4975. Chad Benson, Joe. Stink like fear and white male privilege to me. I do often out myself verbally as a gender. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm proud to be a gender. Are you stupid? <laughs> Ruben! What? Are you kidding me? Not a great way to use your white privilege. Some people get it, some people don't. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition, liftoff. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? 
Let's find out what's trending on the old interwebs of webs. Interwebs of webs, you say. Yes, I do. Very much so. Start over in the magical world of Google. Deshaun Watson, biggest trending search in the last hour or so. Continuing to trend. I'm, I'm assuming it's getting a couple million today. Uh, of course, uh, he had issues, if you will, with some masseuses. About mm, 30-ish of them. Uh, he settled out of court with all of them. There were no criminal charges filed. And uh, lo and behold, he's only suspended six games by the NFL. Oh, wow. Michelle Nichols, biggest trending search yesterday for a million people. was like, Michelle Nichols, why does that sound familiar? Lieutenant Ohura, original Star Trek. She died at age 89. Oh, yeah. Little Uzi Vert, which is uh, a name that someone's using. It's a rapper. Rick Flair at 73 did his uh, final wrestling match. 73 years old. You think about that for a second. He's 73 doing a wrestling match. Our president's 78, and uh, he's not wrestling. Still trying to find out how to get out of his room. It's not very nice, Chad. That is uh, uh, that is not very nice. I, I, guess, I can't believe you said that. Head on over to Twitter. Everybody's arguing about everything. Will Smith is trending. Oh, yeah. Why is that? Because, you know, the thing, Chris Rock has a message about playing the victim after Will Smith's apology. He's not buying into any of it. Do I think it's the worst thing ever? I do not. But, you know, you've got a bunch of people that are very successful, and it was their night was ruined. Remember, it's their night, and it was ruined. Oh, it was. It was. Yeah. Lots of heat coming through the Pacific Northwest. Trending as well. More Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Just so. Uh, and Taiwan, a story that's not being talked about as much as it should be. Pelosi and several other Congress members are visiting Singapore, the first official stop of a uh, big, high profile Asian tour. And, uh, you know, she was what? Tiananmen Square in 91. And she's probably not going to be Speaker of the House again. She's going to retire more likely than not. So the reality is this would put maybe the 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 end of her career, kind of like the cap on it. Will she go to Taiwan? Damn Skippy. I think she should. And if the Chinese tell her no, say, so what? So what? Are you going to shoot us down to start World War Three over Pelosi? Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Yeah. People texting in. Is Pelosi really going to China? Absolutely. Some people are not happy with it. The White House isn't thrilled by it. Get over it. By the way, I, you know, I was listening to, uh, uh, oh, God, what's his name? It's Josh Rogan. Some of buddy Zane G over there. And uh, they're talking about the fact that, uh, you know, look, China doesn't get it. China doesn't understand the fact that, you know, that you can't. Look over to her and say, don't do this. And she's going to be like, okay, 
It doesn't work that way with Nancy Pelosi. Our, we have these freedoms here. And why is this a big deal? How many politicians have gone over to Taiwan uh, over the last God knows how many years? Honestly, a ton. A ton. And no, you know, do I know? Look, is it is it Nancy being Nancy? Yes. Now, let's not forget the fact that this now truly looks like, you know, that that, you know, putting the cap on your career kind of thing. But the the reality was she had this plan a while ago before COVID and then everything went wacky. And so now it looks different. But eh, who cares? You've got to go if you're her. You have a choice. Even if she says, I don't really want to go. I'm tired. You, you got to. Now, they told us you can't, so you have to. Because if we capitulate and we give in, which I believe that, you know, look, Biden's sitting there playing grab ass, hoping that if he's really nice to him, they're going to be pals. It didn't happen. This guy isn't going to play that way. He doesn't care at all. She does not care. And if he can push and get us to not go, that's a victory for him. That is a victory for him. So you have to go. You cannot go, well, maybe I'll go, maybe I won't go. No, you've got to go. Absolutely, period. Case closed. What if it starts a war? You're really going to go to war? You're really going to you're really going to destroy the world on Nancy Pelosi. You're like, that was a bridge too far for us. <laughs> Anybody else? But Pelosi was too much. We're this is it. We're done. We're co- we're coming now. Come on. Enough. My goodness. Three two three five three eight 2423 at Chad Benson show is your Twitter read a great article the other day <laughs> it was in the LA Times talking about people in Mexico City are pissed because there's too many gringos there <laughs> because it's cheap they're moving over they're selling their houses right they're in a different part of life maybe their kids are gone they're like you know what let's move to Mexico save a ton of money my on-air partner for my local show he keeps threatening to move to Rocky Point uh, which is a little sleepy town that kind of everybody goes down to, you know, it's, it's a resort town, uh, about a four-hour drive from Phoenix, about a two-and-a-half-hour drive from my house, three-hour drive from my house. It's just straight down a small little road, and, and you're in Rocky Point, right? You see Cortez and all that kind of stuff, and he keeps threatening it. But people are pissed. They're Oh, I can't believe they're all here, you know? And it's like, it, it's so funny because why? Why? Why can't you believe that, you know? See, like like everything, right? It's like people in Hawaii. Hawaiians, I'm going to let you guys into something. They don't like us. They don't. What they do like is our money. But they don't like us, right? The mainlanders. Not a fan. They like the money. Like They love the money. Money's good. Money's good. And it, it is not just Mexico. Boise had a guy that ran for mayor a couple years ago, and his only platform was, I'm going to stop people from California coming here. That was his only platform. Is the, I'm going to stop people from coming here because it was making everything ridiculous. 
So, yes, migration, immigration has issues. Remember, Trump tried to do something about it. Reagan thought he did something about it. Nobody really does anything about it. So what are we going to do? Well, first of all, let's, uh, let's build some wall. What? Why is the Biden administration building a border wall in Arizona? So um, we are not uh, we're not finishing the wall. Uh, we are cleaning up the mess the prior administration uh, left behind in their in their failed attempt. But President Biden, when he was a candidate, said there will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration. Yeah. So what changed? We are not finishing the wall. By finishing the wall. We are not finishing the wall. By filling in, finishing. We are not finishing. By filling in. (laughs) So Ducey and uh, KJP getting into it there. Yes, because he is doing that. Numa, he is going out and he is filling in portions of the wall. By the way, I've been to that one. So I went down there about two, three years ago with Andy Biggs, who's since kind of gone off the deep edge, and and several other Congress people, including Matt Getz. Oh, my God. So we went down there and... uh, so I was down there, and the the hilarious thing. So imagine having a fence in front of your house, but all it does is fence off the front, right? So you can walk around the side, <laughs> no problem. That's what it was. And then I'm like, oh wow, and they're like, no, this is Obama's wall. <laughs> like this is a piss poor wall. I don't think you guys understand what a wall is supposed to do, right? Now, I'm not talking about the Great Wall of China. It took forever to, you know, finish. By the time the guys finished, like, I don't even know why we're building this thing again. They're like, oh, tourists are going to love this thing. But it, it's hilarious. So about four months ago, uh, five months ago, my local show, we started talking to Doug Nichols, who is the, uh, the mayor of Yuma. And on numerous occasions, he said, look, my orcas has promised us this, promised us that. Well, as things have gotten uglier, inflation's gotten worse, the potential of a recession is, go, you know, is, is, is real. May be here, may not, depending on who you talk to. And then you, you, you throw all of that in with the fact that people are looking at the numbers and even Democrats are going, all right, this is, this is ridiculous. Oh, oh yeah, we, we got to do something. And then on cherry on top is you've got a Democrat here, Mark Kelly, who is running for re-election. He took over. He's only been in the office for two years. He's running for re-election in John McCain's seat. So he beat Martha McSally uh, a couple years ago, and then he's now already up and running for re-election again for because normally it's a six-year seat, and because that was John McCain's seat. So while all of this is going on, he's basically saying the same thing a lot of, of Democrats along the border are saying. All right, this is enough. You need to do something. Adams last week, New York, the mayor's like, wow, there's a lot of people coming here from Mexico and, and south of the border. And this is it's putting real struggle on our resources. Your New York City, imagine what Yuma's like, right? Imagine what McAllen is like. Imagine what smaller little towns are like when you have how many people have wandered across the border. And while they may not stay in those areas, the reality is they're taking precious resources from places that don't have a lot. So he's now going to do something according to 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 their latest we're going to fix some portions and that is fill in some of the wall. Uh, is this is this racist? Because in 2019 when the former guy was proposing a wall, you said uh, that it was his racist 
wall. So how is this any different? I'm just having a hard time understanding how this is any different. I'm not even sure how you get to your first question, to this question that you just asked me. I will say this. A border wall, I'm, I'm, I'm answering your question. A border wall is ineffective use of taxpayer dollars. Yeah, you have no idea. Just quit while you're ahead or behind. Either way, it doesn't matter. It's what you you're you're a hot mess. You're building a wall after you said you weren't going to build a wall, and in building the wall, the last guy was racist. This guy's not, but we're only fixing part of the wall. By the way, a wall which Obama built in many areas wasn't racist then. Well, it can't be racist. Shake your head, just like I'm confused. I am. Tomorrow, big day. Across the country, it is uh, a bunch of big races are going on. Not racism, but races. Oh, Chad. And it is very interesting because, you know, you, you, you have a situation where here in Arizona, I think more so than any other place, where you've had a lot of places across the country where, you know, Biden's been, you know, uh, Biden is, you know, they're, the Democrats are trying to stay as far away from Biden as possible, where the Republicans have Trump hanging out there. And then you have Pence finally weighing in, but not in many places. One of the places he did was here in Arizona. Tuesday in Arizona, former President Trump and former Vice President Pence are going head to head, backing opposing Republican candidates in the race for governor. Pence is endorsing Republican favorite Karen Taylor Robson, while Trump is campaigning for her opponent, Carrie Lake, a former local news anchor who continues to push the false claim that the 2020 election was stolen. Pence is appearing to distance himself from Trump. Yeah. Uh, it is interesting. The whole thing itself is interesting because so Carrie Lake is uh, a former like Fox News anchor and she is a she was pretty left of center. I mean, you can go and look at all of the, you know, the stuff that they're throwing out there, uh, including the day that Trump was inaugurated, you know, on her Facebook hashtag, you know, not my president. This is how you go out and protest and da 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 da. And then somewhere along the line, she became, you know, super MAGA. And she started out with a big lead because she's got a huge name recognition. And then Karen Taylor Robeson, not Robson, but Robeson comes in. And she worked under Reagan. She's a successful lawyer. Uh, she's been around the political game for a long time. Very serious. A lot of what you see with with Carrie Lake is a cheap and timid, you know, uh, uh, you know, <sighs> imitation, I guess, of what Trump's trying to do. And and even when there's rallies with them, it's all about 2020. It's not about moving forward. Where Karen Taylor Robeson is about moving forward, and this is where the battle is. So the governor here, Ducey, who was friends with Trump until he decided to certify the election, he's on board with Karen Taylor Robeson. Uh, you had Chris Christie out here on Friday, and then you have uh, Mike Pence. And this is kind of that weird battle of what we're going to see moving forward is the MAGA world and the, you know, old guard GOP. Can you meld the two? Or is it one or the other? I think you can meld the two if you're the Republicans. I think you take a lot of the good that Trump tried to do and you get rid of all the chaos. On the other side, you know, you've got to move forward a little bit if you're Republicans. 
right? You can't be the, you know, you've, you, you just think of it as dirty dancing, <laughs> right? Right? And it's it's the old game in the Catskills. Kids aren't coming anymore to this. You got you to gotta liven it up a little bit. Now, you're not going to throw on Motley Crue, but you could move it forward just a smidge. So how do they do that? And a lot of people are looking at this and thinking, if if Kerry Lake wins, then MAGA is completely entrenched. Uh, because maybe here more than anywhere else, the Democrats aren't getting involved the way they have in other places where they've pushed through what they've, quote-unquote, the MAGA or you know the the one that they believe the most vulnerable in the general election, and Carrie Lake started out with a massive lead, and Karen Taylor Robeson because she is wealthy, wealthy, wealthy. She has funded a vast majority of her campaign. You can't turn on the TV or radio here without hearing a commercial of hers every four or five minutes. So it's going to be interesting. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chid Benson Shaw is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. EdenPureDeals.com. Ooh. So what is Eden Pure? Well, it's uh, amazing. The best air purifier around. You never get to buy any filters. The Oxleaf 2 Thunderstorm. And somebody asked me last week, uh, Chad, uh, you said that your uh, your house smelled fresh last week. Your, you know, when you guys were on your hiatus away from the home with no power but when you came home it smelled great i said yeah well my wife beat me home but those eating you know the power was off for three days and the refrigerator and everything was stinky but the reality was is there was no smells in the house because once the power came on boom those things fired back up and they just plug them into the walls and away they go over two hundred fifty thousand sold no filters to buy takes up zero floor space and it destroys odors kills them vanishes within seconds the oxyleaf to thunderstorm Right now, get yours and save $200 by using code CHAD3. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, use code CHAD3, get free shipping on the best air purifiers around. They're going to make your house smell better in seconds. You will smell the difference. EdenPureDeals.com, code CHAD3. EdenPureDeals.com, code CHAD3. Free shipping. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where independent a la carte thinkers have a seat at the table and a voice in the dialogue. I'll have what she's having. This is Chad Benson. I was talking to the guys uh, off the air. If you guys have not seen the uh, don't, if you've not seen it, there's no reason to. Don't. I'm uh, Don't. Mirror, which is a boy band. It's like 48 guys in it. Well, not 47. Uh, I think there was 12 singers and dancers. And over the weekend in Hong Kong, and they're a pretty big band in Hong Kong, like a fairly large, you know, Backstreet Boys kind of thing. They were performing, and uh, the one of the giant, like, television screens, and we're talking huge, we're talking massive, massive screens, breaks off. And so imagine going to see your favorite band. We're not, you know, so this is not some weekend, you know, like thing where, you know, like a stereo or a TV in a bar fell on somebody's head. We're talking about a massive boy band selling out like seven nights in a row at like some 15,000 seat arena. And the huge giant screen 
falls and crushes one of the guys who's paralyzed now. It's a 16 by 10 foot screen. It landed on his head and neck. We were thinking to ourselves, sweet mother of goodness, how did he not die? Because it looked like he got cut in half. Uh, but he's paralyzed. Uh, so it was, uh, it was, it was, it's ferocious, but how he didn't live. Ooh, good God. I don't know. So Anthony says to me off there, he goes, did you see this? I thought it was a meme about Ivanka being laid to rest at a, uh, at a golf course. I said, yeah, yeah. Bet Minster. That's Trump's golf course. So Ivana Trump, so Ivana Trump uh, has been laid to rest at Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster. So you know, and uh, I think he said, you know, one of the tourneys there, right? The Live Tournament, which is the Saudi Arabia tournament. And everybody's like, I can't believe it. And it's just a small little area. Here's the thing: if it is deemed to be an area that is for cemetery purposes, it's exempt from all tax rates and assessments. Oh, my God. He's business, kids. He's business. You don't have to like it. But if that's true, he she loved this place. <laughs> Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Ah. You guys know we have issues going on with things like inflation, right? Tomorrow's people are heading to the polls across uh, a decent portion of the country to vote in primaries. According to a new poll, the latest poll, they predict the Republicans will take the House back somewhere right around 230 seats. That is a, uh, that'd be a win for them. So what is the thing that is driving people when they go to the polls? Midterms, as we know, are a very important check of where Americans stand on a range of issues. Of course, top of mind for so many people right now as they head to the polls, abortion. Nope. Sorry, not even close. Guns. Yeah, maybe a little bit. The economy and inflation. President Those. Biden. Those. Abortion. You're 23 and you're a woman and you're like, and you've got zero responsibilities, right? Going to school and, you know, maybe, maybe that's your thing. Maybe it is. If you're. 37 and you were liberal younger and you may be a libertarian leaning left it's not your number one thing at this moment in time i'm sorry it's just not it isn't because everybody can look up and go oh my god 
I'm still paying four bucks for gas or five bucks, depending where you are. But gas is coming down. Yeah, but it's still, you're celebrating not losing by a bunch. <laughs> right? Well, at least we got a foul ball. <laughs> okay. I mean, eh, no. It's the economy, stupid. The economy and inflation. President Biden's approval ratings are underwater, which may mean trouble for Democrats as Republicans seek to gain control. May mean? May mean? May mean? Are you serious? Now, last week, they they passed the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, and they got uh, old, uh, quietly, Manchin on board. Inflation is the greatest is the greatest challenge we have in our country right now and around uh, in my state and around the country. So that's what we're fighting. And we started talking again. We got the bill down to where there's nothing inflammatory in this bill, even though there's some uh, naysayers. I'm sure you're going to always hear that, but there is nothing in that. We're paying down debt, $300 billion. We're increasing production, produce more energy, and produce it here in America. So we're doing everything to bring manufacturing back, keep people working. And I think it's a great piece of legislation. And on normal times, <clears throat> my Republican colleagues would be for something such as this. Now, uh, there's a piece in there that I do like. The Medicare is going to be able to go out and now negotiate when it comes to prescription drugs, which I think they should have been able to. That's fantastic. Most economists are like, eh, it doesn't really reduce any inflation. And potential to hurt the economy is definitely there. Now, all of these things are, you know, until they're put into actual practice, we don't know what they look like. Well, here's the tax foundation. Uh, they say the proposed 15% minimum tax on corporate book income is the most economically damaging provision in the bill, reducing GDP by 0.1%, costing about 27,000 jobs. Here's Americans for tax reform on the energy portion. The legislation would impose a regressive tax on oil and gas development based upon emission levels of methane during production, leading to higher energy bills for consumers and higher costs of everyday products. Are they wrong? We've worked with all those industries all the way through this piece of legislation on my side. All of my staff did. And when they're talking about the things they're talking about, that's not true at all. No, we don't know until they put it into practice. And that's the reality of this. The prescription drug thing is great, but this isn't really about that. You can call it fighting inflation. The reality is it's a climate change bill in a lot of ways. And... Is this going to change anything? In the short term, I don't think it's going to do a damn thing. Now, they still have to get Kirsten Cinema on, and I don't know if they're going to get her on. I don't know if they're going to get her into a position where she jumps on board with, with this. But the inflation nightmare is real. The economy nightmare is real. And if this is, quote, unquote, the inflation fighter it is, You'd think they'd be all over it, but I'm not sure everybody buys into this. You should not increase any taxes during a time of recession. Why is now the right time to hit certain businesses with a tax hike? I agree with my Republican friends. We should not increase taxes, and we did not increase taxes, Chuck. That's what we scrubbed out from that Thursday when we shut down until we started talking again on Monday. The only thing we have done is basically say that every corporation of a billion dollars of value or greater in America should pay at least 15% a minimum corporate tax. Okay, that sounds great. But is that on your, how, how are we doing this? 
And that's what they're going to look at. And is this going to hurt the economy? And what if it does? What if it ends up? What if it ends up costing tons of people their jobs? And are we in a recession? Because that's the other big thing, right? What did uh, Winston Churchill say? You can't tax your way out of recession. That's like trying to pull yourself up while standing in the bucket. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Some people don't get it, you know? Uh, inflation is, you know, you, you, what you get is the loud noises out there where everybody screams and yells at each other. Case in point, The View, which is always the best place to go if you want to go, oh, my God. Brian Deese, the head of the National Economic Council in the Biden White House, defined a recession as two straight quarters of economic right, sure. decline. But they're not calling it that. And then we've got this, this what act. What are they calling it? They're saying that it's not quite a recession yet. Yeah. And then we've got this act, which they're calling the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. I think that's great messaging. I, it's great messaging. Great messaging. I hope it does that. I'm not confident it will. It is raising taxes. And I know there's On various... corporations of, only. Well... And people who make over $400,000. My fear, though, is on corporate corporations, then that trickles down to job growth. Republican economic policy never works other well, than to make, to make wealthy people richer. Oh, wow. Is that it? That's the only thing it does? Look, both of them believe in, in, in trickle-down economics, Republicans and Democrats. Republicans believe that the private corporations should create business, that capitalism should run itself, and that through that and expansion, that money and jobs and stuff will, will, will get out there because you'll need them. On the other side of it, government looks over and Democrats say that's wrong, that never happens, the rich get richer, the poor get poor, nobody has a job, da 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 Then you look over to government and government's like, no, we're going to force people to do these things and we'll trickle down whatever else you need because we're also into trickle-down economics. It'll trickle through our fingers, and whatever's left, you'll get. The question is, do you want the private side of it or the public side? That needs to be the question that we're talking about, because both sides believe in trickle-down. One believes the government should be the almighty power to trickle it down. The other believes capitalism, the free market society, should do it. My family, very middle class, groceries they can't afford. They're filling their gas tanks halfway. And not all of that is on Joe Biden, but the economy is not looking so good under Democrats right now. And what I would say is this, even if you call it the Inflation Reduction Act, I'm not confident it's going to do that because the one thing the Biden administration can point to as a success right now is low unemployment. I think this is going to lead to higher unemployment. Yeah. And we're going to get deeper into that later on what goes on with the unemployment. Is this a recession? Is it not a recession? This is the battle we're having. It's, it's, it's phrasing. And that's so important in, in the world that we live in. How you paint the picture, how you paint the narrative matters. We're not calling it that. Would you call it a recession of Trump or the Republicans in office? Probably. Are the Republicans doing it to the Democrats? Yeah, because it's battle of messaging. You find the thing that you think works. Last week, they were out in front of it. Here's the thing. Nobody ever gives you the truth, and nobody ever can speak to 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 the reality of what's going on for fear of, well, they're going to come and destroy me if I do. No, 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 no. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. But nobody can do that. So instead, we get we get these little word games and people toss around things and nobody ever tells anybody the truth. Inflation, right? Putin's price hike. Blah, blah. It's a bunch of hooey and crap. And we all know it. And it should piss us all off because if we're more demanding and who we choose to send places to do the things that we've asked them to do, we'd get a better answer.
And unfortunately, I don't think we're our chooser must be broken. It's the best way to say that. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Rough Greens, R U F F Greens dot com slash chat. Go there right now, get a free bag of Rough Greens. Dr. Dennis Black, who is a, uh, well, I mean, guy's done a ton of stuff. He's a naturopathic doctor for a very, very long time. Grew up with dogs in Missouri. It's a passion for animals. Put this together. And it's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff that you sprinkle on top of your dog's food. And it brings your dog's food to life. And this is a guy who's done so many different things in his life. But this is the thing that he has got such passion for. And thank God, because of because of him, because of Rough Greens, my dog Doodle lives a happier, healthier life than ever before. If your dog struggles with, you know, lethargy, it's just lethargic all the time. Maybe they have trouble with their digestive, uh, they get joint pain and muscle pain. Give them this and watch what happens. Right now, he wants to send you a free bag of Rough Greens. Two-week jump start. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. You sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. It will bring your dog's food to life. You get out all the nutrients and amazing things, and you watch what happens. It has been life-changing for my dog, Doodle. You cover the cost of shipping, a free bag for you. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. States? Uh, no. Deep doo-doo? Yeah. The Chad Benson Show. And here's a scary thought. Hershey warned yesterday that it will have a shortage of Halloween and Christmas candy this year. The company says global supply chain issues and the war in Ukraine have made it hard to get all of the ingredients, including cocoa. Halloween candy usually makes up about 10% of the company's annual sales. You can also expect to pay more this year because of overall inflation, of course. Everyone's getting an apple this right, year for exactly. Halloween. Oh, that's gross. What's an apple? Well, yeah, but did you want an apple? I mean, look, is it great that we're not gonna have so much candy? Yeah. We say that. Who's everybody? Because I guarantee you the next day after Halloween, there's going to be a crap ton of candy for sale. Super cheap. Just in time for the holiday season. Oh, Christmas, baby. Meaning it will now most likely pass. This is a huge victory for Biden. Uh, In fact, right after the announcement, his approval rating skyrocketed to 11%. Switching gears, apparently this year a Hershey doesn't think that they're going to be able to meet the demand for Halloween. And a related story, Biden's approval rating just fell back under 10%. Oh, wow. He's just getting hammered. He's getting hammered, yes, by that guy. Is that Jimmy Fallon? (laughs) Oh, it is? Okay. Just wanted to make sure that was Jimmy Fallon. It is, Chad. Jeez. Uh, Who wants to go? Katie, the Breastival is happening in about an hour, so tell us about it. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me on. We're down celebrating breastfeeding families and kicking off World Breastfeeding Week at Central Park off Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. This is our sixth year to hold this festival in celebration of breastfeeding families all across Colorado. So we really just want to celebrate all of those families and bring them together for a really fun day. Incredible information for all the moms out there. So again, the Breastival has happening at Central Park in Denver. So if you're a creeper, that's where you want it to be. <laughs> what if you just just going to hang out, right? You and your buddy, right? We're going to go throw the ball around, maybe, you know, whatever you guys are going to do, right? And then you show up and you're like, why are all these girls taking their tops off? The- what? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> Quick, call your buddies. Get them over at Chad. That is just sophomoric. It's Booba Palooza. It's the Breastful, people. I did not go to the Breastful. I'm always amazed at the uh, the whole breastfeeding thing. Where people freak out. I can't believe they breastfed here. I'm like, it's like the most natural thing on earth. What do you what do you what, what do you think's gonna happen to you? Right? Well, I just can't believe it's happened here. Thought it airplayed. What is what the decency? It's like, first of all, you're on spirit. Secondly, it's not very nice, Chad. I've flown spirit air. I've I've flown spirit air. The chairs are just a little bit different than the chairs used the plastic chairs used to get in school. Smidge. But uh, I'm like, I don't even think this seatbelt seat belted into anything. <laughs> but people always throw it fast. I can't believe it. This is breastfeeding right here. It's like, what do you what do you think's gonna happen? And you'll see mom like it's totally indecent. Because a lot of times it's rarely a guy that complains, right? Let's be real. Rarely a dude goes, Oh my god, she took her top off and fed her kid. Because that's not what happens. No. Right? It ninety nine times out of a hundred, it's a woman's like I would never do that in public. I'm like, well, she did, and it's natural, and you can't see anything. How do you know? Cause we're looking. <laughs> Chad, my goodness me! But it's 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 always that way. Always somebody's just upset. They're just oh, they're so angry about. It. I'm like, I have no idea why you're angry. Zero ideas. Nobody's got hurt because of this. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show, your Twitter. Have you got the monkeypox? Right now, the overall risk is low, but as we test more, we will see more cases. So signs and symptoms of monkeypox. It starts with headaches, body aches, fever, flu-like symptoms. Also could feel like another virus, COVID. Mm. And then the characteristic painful blisters, usually starting on the face, could spread throughout the entire body. No, 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 I, I'm fine. I think most of you are fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The groups the CDC want people to understand may be at higher risk. People with compromised immune systems like uncontrolled HIV or dealing with cancer treatments. Pregnant women, not necessarily for them, but the risk of transmission to the fetus and then children under the age of eight. Okay, but unless, I mean, let's be real who this is pointed at. For all intents and purposes, this is a a, a, a a gay men's disease or whatever that the vast majority of spread has gone. The World Health Organization brought it up. So, you know, and we have 5,000 cases. We do. We do. We do. We, we have 5,000 cases. We have 335 or 40 or 80 million people, depending on who you ask. So but take a deep breath. Uh, now, I could say that because I got my smallpox vaccine because I was born in 70. <laughs> Oh, Chad. 323-538-2423. Let's talk some economy. Straight ahead. Chad Benson, Joe. The Chad Benson Show.
independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Is it or isn't it a recession? Depends on who you ask, right? Are we in a recession? Are we not in a recession? Is the R word a bad word? Not that word. Or are we? Does it matter? Oh, kids, it depends on who you ask. It's almost like a buzzword now. Uh, recession. recession. Are we? In well, a I mean, look, we don't know. Typically, if GDP falls for a second quarter in a row, that could signal a looming recession. We're not committing a recession. That's not the technical definition. And so for the White House to be, you know, they've been in denial about inflation and now they're in denial about the recession. What did you think you got wrong? Apparently, it's that there's stuff that nobody saw coming. I'm not going to define it from here. I'm- but in no respect, has President Biden hurt the American? American people more than in their pocketbooks. Today, the FOMC raised its policy interest rate by three quarters of a percentage point. Two negative quarters of GDP growth is not the technical definition of recession. Clean energy transition. It is long overdue and it can't progress fast enough. The administration seems to be wanting to spike the football because gas prices have dropped under five dollars a gallon. At the end of the day, you and I know it's about how you feel. Do you have money in your wallet? Are you buttoning up your pocketbook? Folks are not But I don't think we're going to, uh, God willing, I don't think we're going to see a recession. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I think we are, and I think you just have to ask the people that. Now, the thing is, if it's now or two months from now, I I, I think we're mincing here. We're we're, we're playing the game. By the way, you know, they go into this National Bureau of Economic, you know, uh, thing that they always do. Well, the NBRE, when we've had two, Back-to-back quarters. So we've had two back-to-back quarters of, quote-unquote, contraction. Every time that we've done that, 10 times, right? And they've, they've worked on this and looked at, they have said each time, hey, guess what? We're in a recession. <laughs> so let's go back and look at that again. Every time they've looked at stuff and said, are we or aren't we in a recession? They've come back and said, oh, yeah, we're in a recession. Because that's, for all intents and purposes, kind of what we're in. Now, is it a situation where we're sitting around looking and going, oh, my God, oh, my God. Is the, is, is the sky falling? Is the world over? Now, I repeat, it is not over. Here's the reality of where we are at this moment in time. It sucks. It sucks. We're feeling it. We're feeling it. We're feeling it in our, in, in our pocketbook. We're feeling it in our, our shorts. We're feeling it. And you and I both know we're feeling it. It sucks. But do I think that the world is coming to an end? I do not. Do I think that we are in a position where we're going to look and go, oh, my God, it's all. It is not over. It is going to be a struggle. There's going to be some uncomfortable times as we head forward. All that being said, this is kind of what we got at this moment in time. Super sucks. It's a recession e feel, whether you want to call it that or not. If you and I feel that we're in a drawdown, then, well, I guess we're kind of in a drawdown. Am I right? What do you feel it? If you feel times are good, what do you think? Well, if I feel times are good, then times are good. Right. If you feel they're bad, what then? Well, then I feel that they're, uh, that they're, that they're you know, that they're bad. So what do you feel right now? I think most of you feel uneasy at best. Some of you feel that things are bad because of inflation. But the reality is simply this. 
we're in something that is different. And if we're looking for the same old, same old, meaning the patterns that we've always seen, where industries have tanked and everybody's been unemployed. I brought this up with a couple economists last week. And one of the reasons we're not seeing massive bloodletting at jobs is simple. We went through the nightmare of what we saw with COVID. And because of that, not everybody came back to work. And because not everybody came back to work, guess what? There isn't the same amount of jobs that people are missing. Meaning, normally we've had all these jobs filled. And we, we'd, be, we'd be in a position where we're looking around and going, all right, well, we've got to cut some of these things. We've overstaffed. Right? We've overstaffed. We're missing something. And what is it? Well, we've got this. And we've got that. And these are all the hallmarks of something. Oh, it's the, it's the loss of jobs. We're missing something. Oh, yeah. People didn't come back to work the way they thought. People gigged economy it. And because of that, what do you have? We have a situation where it's hard to bloodlet when you're already shorthanded. That that uh, that word bloodletting, Chad. It's just uh, it's very uncomfortable. I get that. I get that. Take a deep breath. You'll be all right. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. It's very interesting, uh, though. the The reality is, listening to all the muckety mucks out there in the world try to spin things. Over the weekend, well, you know, uh, what about this? What about like if this was a Republican, what would the media be saying? That's a fair question. Absolutely a fair question. Can we dispense with the recession debate real quick? Are we in a recession? And does the term matter? Uh, no, we aren't. And no, it doesn't. One uh, sentence. That was it. Huh? That was it. Uh, none of the usual criteria that real experts use says that we're in a recession right now. The state of the economy is what it is. Uh, Jobs are abundant, although maybe the job market is weakening. Inflation is high, though maybe inflation is coming down. What does it matter whether you use the R word or not? (sighs) Brian Stelter, why he has a job, God only knows. And uh, Paul Krugman, who even said, well, I missed on inflation. So wait, you missed on inflation, but I'm supposed to take what you're saying about uh, this recession you know it's a heart oh it doesn't matter it does it does matter to people it absolutely does matter it really does matter because if you believe it if you feel it and i talked to a lot of people this weekend yesterday was at church a lot of people asked me do you think we're in a recession and i said i think we're in something and no the hallmarks aren't there in some of the ways in some of the ways they are there very much so. But we also went through two plus years of COVID, which is something that normally doesn't happen before the last recessions. I've never seen anything as bad as this. The, uh, the determination of a lot of people to say it's a recession is above and beyond anything I've ever seen. What do you think is driving that? Just partisanship and polarization oh. getting worse and worse every year and thus this? Yeah, it's partisanship. People want it. It's, it's the Biden recession. They, they want their Biden recession. They're going to have it, never mind the fact that, uh, you know, that it in fact is not a recession in any technical sense. Any technical sense. How many times have we talked about it? Any technical sense doesn't count if it's Biden. Technically, this is the, the technical sense isn't there. If it was Trump, if it was uh, Bush, if it was, it would be absolutely 100%. The partisanship, 
Who controls 75% of the media? Right? I'm just I'm curious. Who, who does? Let's just call it 65%, 70%. Mostly the people on the left, and they're screaming loud too because they're asking serious questions because a lot of other people out there who for the last several years have been giving nothing but opinions are now defending stuff. And people are going, well, why are you defending something that is kind of feels a little cut and dry, right? Now, is it cut and dry is the way that we see it? No, not all recessions are alike. I think we know that. That being said, this just feels odd. Call it that, an odd session. Not the recession we're used to, if indeed we are in one. Remember, the uh, uh, several of these muckety-mucks who predict these things, who've all gone back in time and looked at stuff and said, hmm, you know, we've done this 10 times before and all 10 times we said it's a recession. Like, so, (laughs) frustration? Yes, absolutely. Look, call it whatever the hell you want to call it. We're still spending money, that's for sure. Money is getting harder to get and it's costing more, that's for sure. It does feel like an odd time. Would this feel different had we not gone through two plus years of insanity with the pandemic? Because think about this. Uh, 2019, we're in 2022 and we're still talking about that. I mean, over the weekend, you know, L.A. finally had to say, all right, we're not going to put the mask thing back on just because everybody's already told us nobody's going to pay attention to it. So we're at the point now where it's like we're still talking about this thing, but many places shut down for months and months, and some of them for a year plus, where they were operating on skeleton crews and in skeleton ways financially. So this is not like things of the past. You know, kind of it bleeds, it leads, but this time in economic data, uh, the negatives get all of the attention. The press should be giving people, people have their own personal experience. If you ask people, how are you doing? Uh, they, they're pretty, they're pretty uh, upbeat. If you ask people, how's your financial situation? It's pretty favorable. If you ask them, how's the economy? They say, oh, it's terrible. And that's, that's a media failing. Somehow we're failing to convey the realities of what's going on to people. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're conveying all the bad stuff. Look, there's a lot of good stuff out there. And I've said it over and over again. We're going to get better. Once we get through this thing, we're going to take off and it's going to be good. I don't think it's going to be the landing that some people are predicting. I think it's going to be somewhere in between. I said last week, I think it's about a five. It's not going to be a one or a two and then we take off again. And I don't think it's going to be a 10 where we just basically crash land to the side of the mountain. But that being said, people are now starting to feel like their gig may be having issues. Maybe a month or two ago, it was like, I'm worried about my friends. I'm worried about my family. Now it's like, I'm worried about myself. That's when you start to think recession. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're just, hey, yeah. look, again, everybody's got their own world that they live in. And in that old world, you may be just smiling with a smile on your face and you're kicking butt and life may be great. And for some people out there, it is a struggle because inflation It's causing you to do things and to make choices. Through that, making choices. Your boss may be making choices. Through them making choices. Well, you see where we're going with this. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Again, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We're going to talk about it. 
I don't blame all of this on Biden. But there's a good portion that lands right at his feet. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Twitter, tweet at us, text Sid program. All right, kids, you ready for this? Now, you know, MyPillow does more than just MyPillows, right? They do. In fact, they do a lot of different things. How about this? The MyPillow, are you ready? Per cow bed sheets. Normally, 90 bucks. Right now, yours for $39.98 with promo code Benson. Breathable. Fantastic. Chris, durable, built to last, machine washable, easy care, 250 thread count. Amazing. Queen, king size, tons of colors and styles, and yours right now at a low, low price of $39.98 with a 60-day money-back guarantee. So that's all you do. Go to MyPillow.com slash Benson or call 800-983-4975. Check out all of the other MyPillow products, deep discounts everywhere, but check out the Percal bed sheets. 250 thread account, absolutely amazing. Normally 90 bucks, yours for $39.98. Take advantage right now and take advantage of the buy one, get one sale on MyPillow's towels and more. Visit MyPillow.com slash Benson, MyPillow.com slash Benson. Use that promo code or call 800-983-4975. Wrap it up straight ahead. Chad Benson Shoe. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. I have an owner and the Superman. Dwayne Johnson there is the voice of Superman's dog Crypto in the animated DC League of Super Pets, which enjoyed a first place box office debut, earning 23 million bucks. Let's go, baby! Jordan Peele's Nope now slides into second place, posting a two-week total domestic gross of $80.5 million. I have a story. Despite generally positive reviews, the dark comedy Vengeance, the week's only other wide release, opened in 10th place. Yeah, yeah, because it takes more than a story. you got to have something that uh, people want to watch, and uh, that was not a movie that people wanted to watch. It just wasn't. And if you don't know what the movie is, it is... Uh, how should I describe this? It's one of those kind of podcast journalists, New Yorker, heads to Texas to investigate death of a woman he hooked up with. And it's kind of like, it's got some MAGA stuff in there. And it is, uh, uh, it's interesting-ish, I think, if it feels more art housey. How's that? It's a good way to describe that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you over the weekend. couple deaths uh, of people that were, you know, uh, really absolutely legends to to say the least. Uh, Bill Russell passed away. Uh, 11 times he won the NBA championship with the Celtics. And it was very interesting. Uh, I go, and I was just looking at some of his you know, stats today every once in a while. I'm a guy, right? Guys like stats like that. So we go there and we check out the stats. He was a 12-time All-Star in his 13 years. He only played 13 years. He won the championship 11 of his 13 years, including eight years in a row. Now, this was pre-super teams, if you will, Built on free agency. There was no free agency. So whatever Red Arbach and the Celtics told you you were getting, you were kind of getting. Uh, but uh, it was very interesting 
Uh, and he was an absolute uh, legend, to say the least. We almost developed what we call the Celtic way. Is that uh, uh, the attitude was be kind to your teammates. Be kind to your teammates. And whatever Red Arbach wanted us to do was also the other part of the Celtic way. Uh, the other legend to pass away, uh, a woman of much renown in the space world, uh, Lieutenant Uhura. Hailing frequencies are open. She played Lieutenant Uhura for three seasons on the original Star Trek TV series and in six films. You wanted adventure houses. Inspiring generations of fans, but Nichelle Nichols quit the show, frustrated over the size of her role. Later telling the TV Academy Foundation, Dr. Martin Luther King convinced her to stay because a black woman serving as bridge officer on a starship sent a vital message. For the first time on television, we will be seen as we should be seen every day. Yeah, she was uh, 89 years old. And let's not forget the kiss heard around the world. The former nightclub singer was best known for her groundbreaking role as Lieutenant Uhura on the Star Trek franchise, sharing with William Shatner what's widely believed to be the first interracial kiss on American TV. Worried about reactions from TV stations in the South, showrunners wanted to film a second take of the scene where the kiss happened off screen. But Nichols said in her book that she and Shatner deliberately flubbed the lines to force the original take to be used. Gotta like that, right? Bill's a lot of things, including an egomaniac, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, let's get this done. Do you think Bill, do you think it will? Bill. Shatner did. He's like, well, I want this. I want to be known for this as much as everything else. You never know with him. But uh, again, the first interracial kiss. Go back. And I was, I was trying to explain to my 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 son and kids the other day that yeah, they're watching I Love Lucy and they're like, why are they in two beds? I'm like, yeah, it's a different time. Different time. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Solid fun show. Big day. At- tomorrow across the country big races going on maga uh in play in a lot of places what does it look like we'll touch on a lot of that tomorrow if you're listening to the show grab the podcast because i think you won't be disappointed uh, at least i hope not have a great day we'll do it again tomorrow night night jack this is the chad benson show